This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Let's fuck this shit. It's only game. Hi, little Hi. Miss uh, Lauren. Is it Lauren Bacall or Lauren Bacall? I didn't hear a difference in between the two pronunciations. Uh, well, whatever. Uh, you you sound like a smoky-voiced uh, movie star of yore. Thanks. By the way, I'm Christina. <laughs> I'm Audrey. Welcome uh, back we to are <laughs> all diseased of the mind or of the body and definitely of the spirit. No, only, only of, of the, the body, body right now. Full disclosure, this episode is several, several days late at this point because I got the flu. Um, do I still have the flu? Yes, kind of. But I'm fine. I have like a half liter of water in front of me and also a large thing of ginger ale. So we're That's ready, basically we're ready to fucking go. For e-girls. I did take a Tamiflu. It was not mine. It was a leftover Tamiflu from somebody that I live with. Which to me is is the same. It's as not my Tamiflu. It sounds like you had like weed on you. Like I didn't inhale. It was just a friend's. I was holding. Don't it for you a have friend. to take like more than one Tamiflu? Well, my philosophy is one Tamiflu okay. is better than no Tamiflu. So I'm way better two days later. So who can say for sure whether or not it helps? Well, that's great. I'm not ill. I'm fine. I'm actually laughing. Weird I'm not flex, sick sometimes, but sure. Though, like, I wish that I could get sick, like a low-level sick. Oh, God, here we go. You know? Well, sometimes a low-level sick is good because you're like, oh, sick. I yes. can stay home from work. I don't feel bad about, you know, ordering right. out for food. I can just kind of dick around and take care of myself for a couple days. But yeah. having the flu, and this is the third year in a row that I've had the flu, and I do get the flu shot every year, to clarify. Having the flu is a kind of sick where you're just, you just have to lie down and be still and think about how sick you are. And like everything that you've ever done that led you, led to your... I was like texting you. I was texting you like two days ago and I had to put my phone down because just looking at the phone was making me nauseous. That kind of sick. That's just that like kind locked in syndrome. Your right. brain enters and then it will not leave again. So now, like this week, I've seen people on Twitter dragging whatever hockey players are scratched for being ill or like for having the flu or something. I'm like, no, people you drag don't understand. Like players for having the flu and not playing. This is, I think, William Nylander is sitting out a second night this week with an illness. I get it, buddy. I've been there. I don't remember who it was last season, but it was implied that he shot himself at practice from the flu. I swear to God, like, if you remember, please call in with who shot themselves last season. I am desperate to know. 
I'm glad you've been doing physically at least better than I have. I'm glad that your treasured Dallas Stars have very recently had two boys come back from the dead. They did. They were risen. Stephen Johns has risen again after 22 months of rehab after he took like just a massive uh, whack to the noggin like literally two years ago. So he's been playing on their affiliate, the AHL, and probably named Texas Stars. Uh, (laughs) Really branched out with that one, guys. Yeah, I love that creativity from you. Uh, So he basically had up some post-concussion syndrome issues and he has been working so hard for like 22 months and they finally called him back up and he is playing in on the roster now. And like, I think on his first or second game back, he got a point. He scored, right? It was his goal, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, it was his goal. And the first thing he does is like skate around, like whip back around, point to his parents. Oh, that's nice. So I was thinking about this and just like thinking about the reality of being out for almost two years. At, at what point are you like, yes, like I'm going to keep doing this? I just cannot imagine. How determined do you have to be? Obviously, his entire family had to come together to like support him while he did this. So it was a very moving moment. Rupe also back to play not enough minutes, but that's fine. Goth King. I, I feel like I can't really talk about the stars right now because I'm so disappointed with Rick. <laughs> You've also been having the past week or so a resurgence in interest in some other Western Conference teams. So at least like that's been taking your mind off the stars because we were both watching the ongoing Battle of Alberta saga rounds three and four of this <laughs> never-ending like journey that we're on i do feel like it is a serialized novel yes it's a comic book they don't actually know where the story's gonna end they're just adding installments because it's so popular they're just making it up as it goes yes yes i love that also before when you were going into that you were like oh this is the thing that christina's gotten into this week i thought that you were about to bust my ass live on the podcast for getting really into post malone no i can do that now if you No, i don't want you to do that no (laughs) i was just like what are what hyper fixation is audrey gonna bust my balls for now but i think that the entire world has really enjoyed the Battle of Alberta. I think it's been the best thing for hockey in a long time. What do you think? I wouldn't say the entire world. (laughs) Our eyes are watching Alberta. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I just, I love that we're doing this while you have the flu because I can see like the the cogs turning in your mind. And the worst part is that like (laughs) my brain already functions so slowly that when I'm sick, it's just worse. It just gets worse. So we both went into this after the All-Star break being like, wow, Leon Dreisaitl really does not like Matthew Kachuk. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, so we went into it highly charged just because it's, I mean, I don't know a lot about professional wrestling, but I do have a Twitter account. So I am subjected to like a lot of uh, professional wrestling just into my eyeballs. So I know about the setup and it's almost like it was set up like a professional wrestling event because it's like you have the beef and then you have the re-celebration of the beef. Right. And then you have the marketing on top of it. Yes. We tweeted about this at the time, but there was just within the Ca- the Calgary and, and Edmonton, just the Alberta media at large. Mm-hmm. They really bought into it and each team like or supporters of each team bought billboards in the other right. city. And- it, I think it was like a radio show yes. that bought them. Uh, I thought it was cute. It was really hyped up and it was so hyped up that I didn't think it was going to be good. 
What did you think it was going to be good? Well, I think the reason why it was so entertaining, especially the first of these two matchup games that they had within like three days of each other is because the first game especially was really good. It went to a shootout, the Flames won. And that was when the whole buildup was like, oh, Zach Cassian and Matthew Kachuk are going to have to fight each other. Like, they have no choice. They have, they have to, to. Why do they have <laughs> to, to the fight? Death. Surrounding all of this is just this knowledge that they the were going to fight. Just play. <laughs> because they do. They have to fight because it's an honor thing. It's a pride thing. It's this... I don't know if it what would have happened if they hadn't. Like, if they hadn't, Matthew Kachuk's reputation would have taken this beating for, like, similar to the beating that he took from Zach Cassian. <laughs> Sorry, right? Boom. Thank you very much. We're back, baby. I just, uh, the phrase Matthew Kachuk's reputation would be in tatters is the funniest thing right, that you've ever it's said. Like, it's it's like, already in tatters. his reputation is already bad, but then it's like, oh, if you don't fight Zach Cassian after he pounded your head into the ice, you're a pussy. Exactly. I'm like, first of all, why do you need to revenge yourself anyway? Like he said at the time, he's like, we've got the power play and we won the game. So that's really all that needed to happen. Right. Uh, But now they they literally did have to fight. Because he was thinking about it with some nuance at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if you remove all nuance from the situation and you go back to like being on the playground. Okay. And you were like a five-year-old and somebody takes your toy. So you have to go take one of their toys. There's no nuance to that. It's black and white. Like, yes. Nobody wins. <laughs> no, the people who win are, are you and me because it's very funny the fans, to watch. folks. But the funniest thing about all of this was watching like grown ass hockey men talk about all this yes. in like a serious way. What does Maddie Kachuk need to do to like arrange himself? I don't know, win the game. But no, there's this whole subculture of honor and like mm-hmm. samurai warrior. I'm just, do you, can you go outside? So they did fight, obviously. Spoiler they alert. They did. I don't even remember who won. I, again, the fans won. Well, the, the funny thing about that is that, of course, after the game, they both got interviewed about it. And then there was this whole, like, they both went on and on about how much they respected each other. <laughs> Zach Cassian says, oh, Matthew Kuchuk actually wanted to fight me off the first draw, like off his first shift in the first period. But I said, no, I said, it's too early. Buy me dinner first, Maddie. Matthew Kuchuk said, in response to getting asked about asking Zach Cassian if he wanted to fight him. I just didn't like getting pummeled at home like I did. A lot of people didn't want me to do it, but I wanted to. It was a way for me to stick up for myself. I wanted to do it earlier, but he said no. He said, no, it's too early. And then Zach Cassian says in response to that, I wanted to do it on my terms. I wanted to make him wait a little bit, think about it a little bit. Part of the game, the game within the game. So for a league that advertises itself as no soap operas, just Just hockey, hockey. this is a little much for me to handle. Mm -hmm. Especially because then Zach Cassian goes, I respect the guy. I always said he was a good player. I respect him for stepping up to the plate like that. Like 10 days ago, you were calling him a pussy to the press. Right. So a couple things happened in those 10 days. Mm -hmm. The All-Star game happened. Cassian also just signed a ridiculous contract. A three-year extension, right? A three-year, like, very expensive extension with the Oilers. I I just don't think he's revved up as much now that he's got a check. It just shows you, like, what a... Okay, here's another wrestling term for you. Kayfabe. Ooh, yeah, there we go. For you wrestling fans out there. Uh, where they're just like faking each other out because it's first of all, who the fuck knew who Cassian was before any of this? 
Nobody in like the American sports media. This is be- super beneficial for everybody. And it's it's fascinating to think about probably what was happening like behind closed doors with everybody's agent and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I think it's fun. Should there be more kind of manufactured rivalries like this? I think the narrative is excellent. Like mm-hmm. it's great, right? And then it's like, okay, done and dusted. We're done. I fought you. You fought me. We kissed. It's fine. We kissed. It's over. <laughs> but to me, it's like, this is now less interesting than Matthew Kuchuk's ongoing rivalry with, with Drew Doughty. Yes. Because like that's still going. <laughs> and it's even weirder because he's so much older than Matthew What's disturbing to me about this is like, I don't think we should ever have to uh, revenge ourselves for getting our heads pounded into the ice. Right. I don't think that we should feel that we need to pound somebody's head into the ice because they land a dirty hit on us. And I don't think that we should land dirty hits in the first place. I think we can both agree on that. And so what I'm thinking is, I enjoyed like the drama and the buildup around all this. And I think you did too. That This is the only way that players and agents right now know how to inject that kind of energy into the league. It has to be around fighting because it can't be around wanting to win. Or it just has to be around, yeah, physical violence or like standing up for somebody mm-hmm. who's been injured or something. And what the NHL I don't think has quite grasped yet is that there are great ways to create rivals Mm-hmm. without this i think one of unfortunately one of the best rivalries in the league right now is sharks knights very good and it's because of last year's stanley cup finals mm-hmm. and that really unfortunate bad call which literally led to the knights being eliminated and then now also they've got the coaching stuff with DeBoer being hired and Gallant getting fired. But that's real rivalry shit where it's like it's two cities and it's right. two teams, not just like two guys. There doesn't have to be an all out line brawl or anything when they play each other for that rivalry to continue. But it can have like a charge, like an energy. Right, exactly. And I think you're exactly right. So what we need to do is we need to make sure refs blow really important calls because we need more games to like shit the bed like that. So yes. no more fighting. No more fighting. More corrupt referees. Maybe let us referee? I'm very easily swayed. Yeah. I'm throwing out ideas here. But I what what you said is so interesting because to me that almost harkens back to like a college football rivalry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to have the same boys on your team for more than four years. But Texas hates Oklahoma because they've always hated Oklahoma. And I think that would be really fun. What did you think about the goalie fight? What did you think about Cam Talbot, Mike Smith? I think it's great and there should be more of those. Yes. The only That's fighting fine. in hockey <laughs> should be goalie fights. They're all stanced out, you know what I mean? Like yes. I'm not I'm not worried about them being able to hurt each other. The funniest thing about this is the interviews with Cam Talbot after, mm-hmm. because he was like, Oh my god, yeah, I was terrified. I knew Mike was gonna fuck my shit up. He's <laughs> like, I didn't want to do it, but I had to. Everybody else was. And there's this hilarious picture of the referee pointing. Mike Smith is looking down the ice and the mic and like the ref is pointing Mike to where Cam is. Like he, over there. That's your guy? That's yeah. you? Go ask him to dance. So after these games, I I was at work one day last week and one of my coworkers, who's like not a hockey person at all, asked me, was there a goalie fight last night? Like, what is that about? So I sent her, you know, a video of it. And then I had to explain to her 
the intricate reasons behind why goalies have to fight each other. When one goalie is standing at the other end of a fucking football field, not involved in anything that just happened. Logic dictates that if a goalie is going to get into the fight, in, into a fight, it should be like against a player who, you know, cross-checked him or jabbed him a little bit too hard or like really got in his space, right? No. However, in the antiquated sport of men's ice hockey, <laughs> it's not deemed fair to do that because uh, goalies have much more padding. They have their blocker. like Top for top, bottom for bottom. So the other goalie, and I'm like explaining this all to my coworkers, using a lot of elaborate hand motions. I'm like, so yes, the other goalie <laughs> has to skate out to the opposing team's blue line. And then they, <laughs> they fight like practically at center ice. <laughs> Usually for about 15 to 20 seconds, and nobody wins. The funniest thing, I think, in hockey <laughs> is watching a goalie skate out to center ice. They look like just Darth Vader or something. You're like, you shouldn't be here. You do not belong out here. It was ridiculous. What it reminds me of is, you know when those deep sea videos? Yes! Where there's like stingrays and they're lying on the bottom of the ocean, kind of covered in sand, and then they come up from the bottom? <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Okay. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret of mine. I like to look as good as possible fashion-wise while putting in the least amount of effort. And some people might think that makes me lazy, but I really think that it just makes me extremely efficient. So if you're a guy and you share this efficiency mindset, I have got to recommend Untuck It shirts to you. If you're a dude and you wear button-down shirts to work casually, honestly, if you're listening to the show, you probably live in button-down shirts because white guys love to button their shirts up. You know that these shirts do not fit you off the rack. They hang off you weird. It's weird dress. Raping. Untuck It basically takes that middleman of going to the tailor away from you and you can just trust that whenever you buy an Untuck It shirt, it's going to fit right and you're not going to have to do a whole bunch of stuff to it. Valentine's Day is coming up and honestly, you should just wear shirts that look good anyway. You can visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout if you are interested in trying Untuck It as well. So that's untuckit.com, U-N-T-U-C-K. A-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Wow, that was pretty impressive. I spelled untuck it. Should we talk about something else that happened in hockey this week? <laughs> yeah, what do you want to talk about? We did like a, a solid 30 on the Battle of Alhurt. Yeah, sorry. I just really, <laughs> wanted, really wanted to get that one in. Christina. What? You know what we can talk about that you really wanted to talk about for a while? Listen, I'm like too, I'm too scared. I'm too scared that I'm going to blow it now. The expectations are really high. I know. I, I think you can pull it off. The Vegas Golden Knights very, very recently purchased an AHL team to use as their affiliate. Two days ago. So I, a couple weeks ago, whenever we were going to do this topic the first time, I had like a full-on ADHD fixation moment with AHL <laughs> affiliate stuff. 
So I didn't know that each, I mean, I knew that each team like had a minor league team that it was associated with. I didn't know that not every team actually owns their own AHL yes. team. So uh, Vegas was affiliated with the Chicago Wolves. And so they will now be affiliated with the San Antonio Rampage, who will be called the Henderson Silver Knights. So they're moving from San Antonio to Henderson? Yes. So, okay. This is a very interesting decision for several reasons. Mm-hmm. AHL team that was in San Antonio that's now going to be in Henderson has been there for like 20 years. The San Antonio Rampage, they're like the only ones who are keeping the arena that they play in around just be- from season ticket holders. And this comes off uh, pretty recently, Houston losing his AHL team. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty bummed just because I really think that hockey in Texas could be something that could catch on, but they keep taking hockey out of Texas and giving it away to other people. That's fine. Whatever. It also sucks for the Blues, who have now lost their second affiliate to the (laughs) Vegas Golden Knights in the last two years. So uh, it's expected that the Blues are going to go back to using the Wolves, and not a lot of people are happy about that because apparently the Wolves are very bad. They've got Garrett Sparks. That's all I've got for you. That's all that that's all they got. So there's a lot of benefits to owning your own affiliate team. Not every NHL team owns their own affiliate team, but a lot of them do. And what Vegas wants to do by moving them to Henderson is actually very player friendly because a lot of the time what happens between AHL and NHL teams is you have those those players who are on the brink who are mm-hmm. constantly going up and down. Oh yeah, and they have to haul their shit back and forth every two days. Right, so this is a huge player decision because this is going to put them in a position where they can sign better people because they're going to be like, hey, you can just buy a house already. Like, you're not going to be all over the country. You might go up and down, but like, you can put down roots here. And you're not going to have to worry about buying a fucking huge winter coat because we're not going to send you to Chicago every three days. And it's also just a lot easier to have a cohesive strategy in terms of coaching. They are going to be playing at the, I I just really love this, Orleans Arena that was last home to the Las Vegas sin of the Lingerie Football League. That's oh my so god, cool. that really takes me back. When was the Lingerie Football League around? Uh, I think it folded in like 2007 or 9. God, yes. That's what I want to do. Really a seminal moment for preteen girls all over this country growing up was the start and end of the Lingerie <laughs> Football League. It was like that, that's burned into my mind. The TV show Girls Next Door Same. on- why did I watch? Why was I allowed to watch that? I watched the shit out of Girls Next Door, which was yeah. if you if you don't know what this is about, it was about three girls who were Hef's girlfriends who they lived were, in yeah they were playmates and they lived in the Playboy Mansion and it was just like watching The Sims but on television because they were all just fighting with each other all the time and it was it was bizarre and like I don't know why I was there's allowed to watch one that. episode that's burned into my brain. <laughs> where it's like the 4th of July episode. They're having a 4th of July party. And Bridget's (laughs) brother, who has been deployed to Afghanistan, (laughs) comes back. And the first fucking place he goes is like the Playboy Mansion 4th of July party. To visit his sister. That, to me, is the pure encapsulation of early 2000s pop culture. I forgot what the third show was. I I actually forgot what we were talking about. The Panty Ball. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, oh, and competitive dodgeball being on television. Those all like kind of congeal into like 2005 to me. <laughs> 
I just want to take a little rundown the teams who don't actually. Uh, there are teams uh, in the NHL who are basically floaters in terms right. of who they're owned by. So this is great for some NHL teams who don't have a lot of money mm-hmm. because uh, it's very expensive to own your entire vertically aligned, as they say, in business. Uh, so the Checkers are floaters, the Bears, the Phantoms, the Providence Bruins, the Springfield Thunderbirds, the Cleveland Monsters, the Syracuse Crunch, which I really like that name, the Grand Rapids Gri- uh, Griffins, who uh, DeVos owns, by the way. Betsy so. DeVos owns them. Uh, the Milwaukee Admirals, and the Colorado Eagles. And very interestingly, Rockford owns its own AHL team, like the city of, which I love. I love that. I just had no idea that there were so many teams who made the decision to like own their entire development from the bottom up. And I can see how that's super expensive, but probably pays off in dividends later, just because you you can control your entire supply. But goddamn, these are some stupid names. They're really awful. They're so bad. Someone needs to name themselves the shit pigeons. I kind of get that like, okay, you can't name them something too cool because it's not an NHL team. For a B-League, you have to go with a B-League name. Yes. Yeah, the Cleveland Monsters is probably my favorite name out That's there. That's a really right cool now. one. I think that the Blues should like finally just bite the bullet and buy their own team and they should name them the Baby Blues. Yes. And that's so cute. Yes, this is perfect. Would you like to take some calls? I would love to take a call. All right. Here is a text that we got this week. I will read it to you. It says, Hi, bunnies. It's Kat from New Jersey. I have spent about a month attempting to get my boyfriend into hockey, and it's going nowhere. Any advice on how to get him to actually watch the games? No. Jump him. Next question. (laughs) Listen, I don't think that couples need to share every interest. No. It's bad if you do that. I have so many interests that, like, it would be insane for me to expect someone to, like, reach that level. And it would be very unattractive, actually. But I think that he should just go to a game with you in real life. Yeah. That is, to me, the gateway drug for hockey. You're not going to enjoy it when it's on the TV. If, like, if you don't, if you don't like, get it on the TV, there's no amount of, like, forcing him to watch it that he's going to understand. Take him to a game. Yeah. Even if it's just an AHL game or a college game, it will be super fun. That's my real advice, other than jump him. But, like, you should... <laughs> Okay, I will read you a second text because we solved that so quickly. (laughs) Hi, bunnies. I began my day today with the pleasant surprise of opening Instagram to this tasty view. Can I get your hot take on this freshly baked bread boy and Instagram's absolute butchering of translating his caption? Christina has not seen this picture yet. Please open the link that I just sent you. Uh Oh, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, wait, is this an ad for Palmolive? Yes, like soap. soap? <laughs> what the? F- Artemi Panarin is doing SpawnCon for Palmolive. Palmolive? Palmolive? Soap? In Russian, obviously. <laughs> he looks really good. He looks really good. I didn't know he had like pretty curly hair. I didn't, I don't need to see this actually. He is, he looks really good. <laughs> what else to say oh no i didn't did you see what the shorts you can like okay listeners audrey (laughs) don't listen to this you can like i yeah Uh, like you can uh, yeah uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh no Um, why did he turn the shirt in his up like homie (laughs) 
Like it's real. Okay, <laughs> we need to like. Um, can you translate the caption into English and read the English translation for us? Okay, let me read you this like very cursed caption. A coward does not. <laughs> <laughs> Blood alarm moves the wheels of time. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Scorpio, Scorpio. <laughs> there we go. A coward does not play hockey and is afraid of dirt. I play and win, and to win you need to sweat hard in training. Ugh. Dirt and then. Dirt and then not scare me, especially when Pamal of man- men is in the bag. Sacrifice purity for success. <laughs> no, it gets better. Participate in a flash mob <laughs> under the hashtag Palmolive tag. I'm not afraid of dirt. <laughs> and you can win an action camera, smartwatch, or headphone. Not afraid? Then the conditions are here. <laughs> hashtag i am not afraid of dirt i'm like gonna cry it's so dramatic i just have to like wonder is this like more chill in russian (laughs) do they tone it down a little bit participate in a flash mob Join our horde. <laughs> join our join our flash mob. Thank you. Thank you so much to the person who who texted that. That's wow. What's your take on Artemi Panarin being hot? Uh, I, I don't like to, I don't I, think we can talk about that picture anymore. I don't want to talk. Okay, so the other the other thing that happened on Instagram recently is like an hour ago someone followed me on Instagram <laughs> exclusively to send me a video of Laurent Brosson of the uh, Winnipeg Jorts just completely shirtless. Yes. like Receiving whatever their like victory helmet is that they all trade off. I didn't know what the narrative was. I was not concerned. And like the message that he sent with it was just, I think that you would enjoy this. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I did. I did, I did enjoy the, that. And that I enjoyed it secondhand. Thank you. Okay, Audrey. Are you ready? I'm ready. Wait, what am I ready for? Well, it's a new segment. Oh. Are you ready for the new segment? You know how I feel about change, but let's go. It is time for our Bet Online Call of the Week. Is that the noise that we're going to make for that? Okay. Just for your notification, betonline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. And if you want to, you can use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for a 50% off welcome bonus. That is betonline.ag. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Hi, Audrey and Christina, um, I'm a big fan of the podcast, uh, definitely my favorite hockey podcast, that's the one I look forward to all week. Um, I'm calling in because I would like to hear a take on a team that you rarely talk about, my favorite team, the New York Islanders, who I know are a pretty unsexy franchise uh, as far as the NHL goes and an admittingly terrible fan base. Um, but, you know, they were till recently a top-five team in the league, um, very likely a playoff team if this slide uh, ends sometime soon. And um, I just feel like they don't get a lot of, uh, you know, people don't really talk about them a lot, but there's a lot of great narratives there. And uh, I just love to hear you feeling on trust in the crew. And, um, yeah, that's it. Anyway, thank you so much. Um, hope to uh, – looking forward to hear, hearing what you guys have to say. The New York Islanders. Islanders. They're a team. Christine and I, I think, have been hesitant 
to talk about the New York Islanders because we were cyberbullied. <laughs> we were cyberbullied within an inch of our lives last year by Islanders fans. All I said, <laughs> all we said was that Johnny Boychuk deserved to die. <laughs> Yeah, so last year, I think, I forget who they were playing. They were playing the Leafs. Oh my god, yes. It was one of Tavares' first games back. And Mitch Marner, like, accidentally cut Johnny Boychuk's throat with his skate blade. Normal sport. And Christina, I think, tweeted something in very, very strong Paul Marner voice. Which was something like, oh, well, if Mitch did it, like, I'm sure there was a good reason for it. And, um... That particular post uh, did did numbers uh, among uh, among Islanders fans. It did really well in a certain demographic. Yeah, so we got like a lot of death threats from uh, Islanders fans for like a week. So then I decided that I hated them. Okay, I will address this to everyone who says, "Why don't you talk about X team?" I don't know why I do anything. There's 31 teams. There's 31 teams. I wake up every morning and I throw myself into a train and rocket my little body to work. This isn't my job. I talk about the teams that I like. Give me something to like about the Islanders and I'll talk about them. I'll tell you what I do like about the Islanders is I do like their little fan section where they all dressed up in the the referee outfits. Do more of that. That was great. Do some more gimmicks. It was hilarious. They were losing their minds for every ice. (laughs) Incredible. I think we should go to a game and sit with them would be like my dream. The Islanders are tough, I think, for both of us because they're playing a very um, Barry Trotz brand of hockey, which is super uh, grinding, defensive, boring hockey. It's very boring. And it's very successful for them. Right. And okay, my, my team is stars and I have to see enough of that. That's like the kind of system that bonus runs too. It's very similar to Barry Trotz's system, like defense heavy. Two people are allowed to score, nobody else. And if they jump, then God help them, they will take away your A. Yeah, so, like, I have to see enough of that in my life. I understand that they have some, like, very cute boys or whatever. I would rather watch the Rangers. I think I think that's what it is. Dude, I think that's what it is. I think we picked Damn. the Rangers spirit- spiritually. You can't be fans of both. Ugh. You think I'm right? That's a lot to reckon with. I can think I can grow love in my heart for the Islanders, but you got to give me something. Yeah, and that something is not cyberbullying us this year. I hope you enjoyed our first betonline.ag call of the week. Remember, you can use blue wire as a code, all one word, for 50% off your first bet at betonline.ag. If you want to call in and be our next Bet Online Call of the Week, you can call in with your questions or your suggestions for next week at 774-318-6952. Best call wins. Oh, that'd be a really fun thing to do. If you want to be the Bet Online Call of the Week, tell us a bet to make. Oh, oh my God, please. Tell us like what game to bet on. That'd be really fun. Wow, we just, we're coming up with like, bits live. I don't think we're going to top that. So I think it's time for us to uh, sign off. Farewell. Guys, I'm so sorry I got the flu. This is all my fault. I, I really fucked this one up for all of us. Yeah, for one time, it like wasn't my fault. But we have some big stuff planned out. Big guests, big shows leading up to the trade deadline. As many as one big show. Manage your expectations. <laughs> Like I said, I just throw myself out the door every morning. <laughs> anyway, if you like this, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at @puckbunnies_pod underscore pod and on Instagram at, at @puckbunniespod no underscore. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, 
Um, I think you can review us on Spotify. Not sure where else you're allowed to review podcasts. Craigslist. Yelp. The library. Like, <laughs> something on the bulletin for the bunnies. <laughs> you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. Christina, as always, it has been a pleasure being your fellow host and your friend. I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. And this has been Puck Bunnies. Bye. Chicka, chicka, bye. Guys. See you next week. Ouch. What did she just do?